Welcome, you're listening to Sansiche, where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine to become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Aaron O'Dowd. Hello and welcome. This is Aaron O'Dowd, and you are listening to Sensit. On today's show, we have James Moses. He is a friend of the owner of Purple Plates. He's going to tell us today about the product Purple Plates, the health benefits that these amazing plates give to our environment, our health, and various other things. He's going to tell us the mechanics of how the plate is made and other various things that we should know about himself, the purple plates, and other things. So welcome to the show, James. It's my pleasure. Ah, that's excellent. It's an amazing technology you have, guys. Could you explain a bit of the background of how it became an idea to what we see on the internet and experience? Absolutely. I'll give you as quick a timeline as I can. Uh, Nikola Tesla, of course, as many people are aware, was the person who first conceived of the idea as a result of his experiments with both electricity and magnetism in conjunction with each other, came to realize that there would definitely be long-term detrimental effects to uh, a lot of life as a result of exposure to the power source, though, and started trying to figure out a way of being able to um, improve the, the impact of that, mitigate the effects. Unfortunately, of course, he died before he had a chance to do anything with it, but a gentleman by the name of Ralph Bergstresser who uh, was involved uh, over there at the time, same time. And it's not really clear to us as to how he was either able to talk to Tesla and or read his notes. But in 1976, as a result of a, an insight while in India, he started putting the plates into production. There have been millions sold since. And basically what they are, for lack of a better term, is an entanglement device. They act to restore... Uh, baseline or original properties with regards to whatever they're exposed to, whether it be life or inanimate, uh, depending upon how much reactivity something might have. Life, obviously, is going to be more reactive than your typical, uh, for example, quartz, which produces piezoelectricity, certainly has the potential to become entangled with the plates because of the way that the plates are treated. Uh, the molecular structure of the aluminum, which is ideal since it does resemble water, uh, and and uh, silicon or sil- um, silt, um, it, because it has the structure that it does, it's ideal for being restructured, and that allows for much more efficient entanglement uh, with whatever it comes in contact with. In fact, I just came across a video on an Australian website called Science Alert, where a Dr. Andrea Morello talks specifically about this attribute called paramagnetism. Uh, basically, aluminum is not magnetic in nature, but if you restructure it so that there's an alignment of the molecules or the atoms and uh, a number of other subatomic particles, it will end up having magnetic properties. And this is a lot of the reason why they can do what they can do, which I'll get to in a minute. But um, yes, they're, they're amazing devices. 
Wow. And what metals are used to generate the, the health of the body or the EMF um, transmissions to be disabled and etc.? Well, the only thing I can say is, and this is it's something I find important because there's a there's a, a bit of a misperception, and unfortunately, I think people that have sold the price have been responsible. This whole idea about energy, which energy is not well understood by a lot of scientists, let alone lay people. Uh, what it is is it's a change in state between two entangled fields where there has to be a compensation that occurs. If you look at water going down a drain due to the Coriolis effect because of displacement of mass similar to what uh, Archimedes discovered with his bathtub, we have a pretty good understanding that there's definitely going to be a dis the displacement is what the energy is. And what happens is, as a result of this, the plates are able to restore anything um, organic, in other words, life, the ability of it to utilize its own energy, because that's where a lot of the problem arises. Usually, disease has a metabolic um, origin, and... What happens in terms of this, my personal belief, uh, based on the research that I've done, a doctor in um, Germany by the name of Constantine Mild determined that cells are able to communicate as a result of just such entanglement. There are changes that might occur to the scalar waves that become entangled. And I'm, I'm getting a little deep here, but basically the plates end up entering into a dialogue um, with whatever they're coming in contact with and adjust accordingly to be able to make sure that polarity, uh, which are, I call charge value assignments and distribution, the negative positive relationships that are critical to basically maintaining life, whether it be in terms of communication, uh, in terms of, you know, specific amounts of electricity being directed at, at certain places. These are all things that can lead to disease, inflammation being the most primary aspect because when you have excess charge introduced into a tissue, you create uh, a need to expand heat. It, it becomes, that's where the inflammation arises, really. And if you can restore the polarity, depending upon what the condition of the tissue is at that moment, quite often it corrects itself fairly easily. You, lose, you know, the pain is relieved as a result of that, depending, again, upon other factors in the body. It's, it's about reestablishing what I call constructive entanglement, which is life, basically anything in the material realm in order to be able to produce coherence, you know, to have that material aspect, you need to have entanglement because without the entanglement, there is it, it's a two-dimensional value as opposed to a three-dimensional. And the plates definitely are working at that level. There are two aspects that I'll talk a little bit more about if you had any, any questions after that. Does it affect cellular level as well? Oh, no question about it. Absolutely. You're, you're creating a situation... One of the biggest benefits of the place, and obviously I can't say to you that it's going to be quote-unquote a cure for anything, but there is, you know, I can say with confidence it does act as a very good support to the immune system. What happens as a result of the way that they're treated, you have an exponentially larger number of negative ions coming into the entangled fields um, off the surface of the plate, and surface area has a direct bearing as to the uh, field of influence because it's just an, a value in physics that the larger the surface area, the more interaction occurs. Those negative ions are very, very important in terms of cells being able to regulate the permeability of their membrane. If they're going into the, you know, if anything's going into the ion channels, whether it's some sort of a um, secretion in the body or if it's nutrients, they need to be assimilated. And if the membrane is not the proper um, thickness, 
it doesn't allow for absorption and it can create stress on any number of different levels just looking at digestion if the assimilation is problematic because the membrane is not getting proper information you know and it, whatever the tissue happens to be all these cells are acting as gateways that you know that creates more stress creates more disease and so forth it becomes kind of an escalating um, situation and the plates do definitely end up allowing for the cells to maintain, depending upon what kind of contact they have, a constant stream of negative ions, so the permeability is never compromised. And for that reason, it's very, very useful in terms of uh, cell reproduction overnight when the immune system takes over and you're in a state of unconsciousness and the body can devote more energy to the process. So, yes, absolutely, very, very important at the cellular level. Wow, it just shows you how the body can repair itself overnight with the environment being um, clean. Um, my next question is, we're talking about a very in-depth information about the plates. If I was somebody that didn't know ins and outs of what we're talking about, what does the plates do on a, a Joe So or someone that's walking off the street looking at the website? I completely understand, and again, it's something that I wrestle with. As much as possible, I try to act as an informational resource, but just off the cuff, if you were to say this to somebody who had no reference point in terms of anything related to vibrational or alternative medicine, you can just basically say that the plates are able to recognize what the problems are with, with the person. If you're talking about, you know, any sort of life, that really is what it comes down to. The plate is, you know, it, it responds, adjusts in such a way when it comes in contact with the field. We all generate trillions of fields because every part of our body, cells, organs, they're all, you know, producing these fields. And the aggregate field, the combined field, has a specific value in terms of vibration, in terms of strength, and so forth. But you can basically say to somebody on the street, this will know what's wrong with you and help to correct it as best as possible, you know, depending upon what your condition is in terms of being able to respond. That's what I would say to somebody. Really, that's, that is the crux of it. Okay, and where did you guys take the idea from Nikola Tesla? Was it through books or through a different source? Or Well, I, I, basically, Ralph did an awful lot of the legwork. I've been researching, um, I mean, what I think it used to be called metaphysics, in the past. I think that people are moving away from that because it doesn't have the best connotation. But I have been interested in this type of thing for a, a long time, um, largely self-taught. I, you know, I have uh, an associate's degree, but at the same time, I feel that a lot of people do have the ability to understand it if they just have a context provided to them or they can recognize it in their own lives. We have been able to get information from a number of different sources, but I tend to be very much for product information uh, resource with customers, or I have been for the most part, um, for quite some time just because I know that it's a great assistance to her and it does allow her to be a lot more responsive in terms of people's questions. I, I see. And you guys have jewelry. Do you, um, on your website, to sell, is that cut from diamonds or rubies or crystals or is it mainly from the plate itself? Um, a combination quite often, Aaron, depending upon what pieces she has available. Some of them have different types of precious stones, not diamonds, obviously, because the cost, you know, point, the price point is a little high for diamonds. Cubic zirconium, uh, I think she might have a few of those, but typically you'll have a combination most of the time. Sometimes she'll just have straight jewelry. 
But, um, you know, from just a, a decorative standpoint, quite often, it, it makes for a nice combination. I see. And does those rocks change the geometrical energy of the plates in any way? No, I would say more often than not. I mean, the plates are pretty immutable. The only way really you can change the effects are, is to move them further away or, in the more drastic instance, bend, cut them, or melt them. And they have aluminum has a very high melting point. So it would take an awful lot to be able to change how they're responding to any given uh, environment. Um, but no, I would say that, the, if anything, the plates would probably tend to um, maximize the effects of the gemstones, whichever gemstones are involved. And the reason why gems can have the effect they do is because of the piezoelectric value. When you have entanglement, you have pressure applied to a stone, and there will be a specific configuration to the field that it results, as well as the strength factor, too, the, uh, the frequency. And that frequency is sympathetic. Uh, my own experience with uh, naturopathy, the vibration is produced by various types of crystals because of density and configuration. Their lattice work uh, is the best word to use. Does end up being very similar to specific functions in the body. You know, in other words, vibrational signatures. There are there are correlations, no question about it, and that's at, a, at the root of a lot of working with gems. Why they do have the benefits that they do, is despite what conventional medicine may have to say, there's no question from a quantum standpoint, subatomic standpoint, that there is a benefit to be realized because you're, you know, restoring uh, your optimal function. It's amazing. Um, your work is quite, quite fascinating. Um, on the vibration and energy side, how do you, does it, does it crank up the vibration to a max or do you guys have a number or how do you able to know a person's vibration or energy is going up with the help of these plates? Well, again, it's key to understand that certain people have certain thresholds. Metabolism is definitely part of this process, and some people will be able to have a higher signature than others. Higher metabolism, probably you're going to have a higher vibration just because of the fact you're uh, taking in more energy than somebody else who would, which is to say the transitions are occurring more simultaneously and consistently as I had spoken of in terms of between these fields. That's where the energy is being derived from. When you're breaking down any sort of nutrient, you know, when you're assimilating, all these things are coming into play. So the, I'm worried about saying, oh, it gives you more energy. It gives you more of your energy is a good way of putting it. And Vibration certainly is related to that. I would suspect, although I've never really asked the question of myself, you know, that people with slower metabolisms would probably have slower vibrational signatures, aggregate vibrational signatures, again, because the fields and the vibrations are very much similar in terms of how the multiples end up manifesting. You know, in other words, when you've got trillions of vibrations and trillions of fields, you're going to end up having, you know, pretty much what amounts to, although it may be variable depending upon where you measure it, uh, around an object or a life, person, whatever the case may be, there is that pretty steady range of, of vibration that would be optimal because of their particular genetic profile as it's evolving. You know, DNA is not immutable. I should really say that because that has a direct bearing in terms of anything having to do with epigenetic therapy. You know, you have a situation where specific aspects of the DNA strand are going to manifest depending upon which vibration they're exposed to. Okay. Um, I did know that it could actually change the, the DNA. Um, 
How does it, does it, can it change the molecules of enzymes or make the food cleaner if you can eat on this, under this plate or boards? And that's a good question. And, and, I, and I mean, it dovetails into the other aspect. As a result of uh, restoring the uh, original polarity or charge value assignments, it also ends up changing the molecular structure. So because of that, impurities that did have a place to be able to bond no longer do. Quite often, these impurities end up either creating uh, a change to the structure of a molecule and the fields, of course, too. Again, the fields and the molecules are, in, are, are very much related because one is producing the other. But in answer to your question, in terms of things with regards to hormonal enzymatic imbalances and restoration for the optimal balance for that particular genetic profile, because you're changing back the polarity, that means that you're doing a number of different things. There, the body will respond much more as it normally would because the crisis situation has been at least lessened, if not completely eliminated, because of this particular principle with regards to restoring charge value assignments. I see. Interesting. What else can the plates do to benefit our environment or our food or what we're um, constantly being in and out of our body? Well, I think definitely in terms of exposure to uh, fields, you know, fields are being generated, electromagnetic fields that are being generated by any number of different devices or appliances. It does transmute. There's no question. There are other devices to do, but this one I think is very good in terms of being able to zero in on what needs to be done as quickly as possible. It's, it's fairly immediate. The entanglement factor with regards to the plates field and the appliances field, for example, if you have a computer, it will change the field as it's emerging from the device so that when it comes in contact with the field of any life around it, it's not going to have the same effect. It's very similar in terms of what happens with cell phones, too, because you have a fairly high concentration of microwaves and they're on a spectrum. Uh, their frequency mimics certain elements. This is another thing that Mile discovered mimics certain elements of brain function, which is why problems arise, too, because there's a certain amount of co-opting or preempting that occurs, you know, with heavy cell phone users, and I think that's a big part of the mutations that occur, because there's information that may not necessarily be reliable, that it's, you know, coming from an artificial source, and there may be other factors that need to be present in order for it to be normal inside the brain, but outside, when it's coming from an external source, that's where the problem arises because it's a field that is not attenuated in such a way to be good for life long term. Again, I think pretty much echoing a lot of what Tesla realized because he was looking towards a day when wireless communication would be uh, fairly normal. Okay, and was that Tesla's dream or did he have other ideas or what was his um, timing to this, this paper or this idea? Well, I think it was later in his life, if I'm understanding the question correctly. I think that later in life he began to see, you know, there were definitely things occurring with regards to people's exposure. You know, he would notice things. He did a fair amount of experimentation, as I understand it, to determine what the effects of electricity and magnetism were on life. Not nearly as barbaric as Edison's, I've got to say. Edison was just a sadist. There's no other word to use. It's well known to people who are, you know, able to look past the... Uh, the image of Edison, you know, as this great inventor, he tended to be very cruel at times, and Tesla, of course, experienced that himself. Tesla wanted to find out, to make sure, he had a very high ethical um, nature, because he was the son of an Orthodox priest, in fact, almost thought about becoming a Soviet Orthodox priest himself, 
and his mother and father both had a direct bearing on his upbringing in terms of his values. And those values translated to a high degree of conscientiousness in terms of making sure that nothing he did, nothing he brought to market, anything that was going to become widely used was going to have any sort of negative health effects. That was the last thing he wanted to have happen. So when he realized this was the case, that's when he started to do experiments. Some of them are not well known or, or not known at all. You know, he wasn't probably able to put, document all of these experience, experiments, and I suspect a lot of them have been possessed by the of U.S. government because they, they took, I believe it was eight uh, trunk poles and a train car. I don't remember. There were a lot of notes, though, that, that the federal government uh, here seized because they were definitely of the opinion that a lot of the work he was doing was a security threat and probably a very, you know, in terms of economic uh, considerations with regards to vested interest at that time. And that was a lot of the reason why Tesla floundered as much as he did was because there were a lot of people that stood to lose a lot, and he ended up being able to bring so many of his inventions to the market and let the market make the determination, because they would have been preferable, I think, in the eyes of a lot of people. And that ties in largely with his, I think, reluctance to do a lot in his life, plus, again, his age, his advancing age and condition was part of it, too. There's some thoughts as to, you know, that his death was very mysterious, uh, very mysterious in a lot of ways, and somebody came forward and pretty much uh, confessed to killing him, too, with the power that he had to be able to affect, you know, people that already had vested interests. It's not unheard of, but getting back on track a little bit, it was just Tesla's nature to make sure that whatever he was doing was not going to have long-term negative effects, and when he realized that was a distinct possibility, that's when the plates started to be conceived of by him. He was somebody that had the ability to conceive pretty much of everything in his mind and make alterations in his mind and then translate them into the material uh, expression of whatever invention he, he was working on at the time. Okay, and what um, is next in your guys' company? Are you going to keep making plates or... What? Well, I, I want to clarify something. We're certainly going to continue to have plates available. We, we don't make them per se. We are definitely aware of the elements of the process, but in terms of, you know, we, we are a distributor. We, you know, we are a dealer and distributor, and we, as much best as possible, continue to have them available, no question about that. Uh, it is certainly a product that is getting some, some I think, better known all around. I think that there is definitely more word of mouth value than there has been in the past. But again, I, as I said earlier on, when you start to figure out how, in the course of almost 40 years, how many have been sold, it's got to be in the millions. There's just no two ways about it. With that in mind, you're talking about a product that has pretty much, I think, worst as a result of word of mouth more than anything else out of necessity because there is the need to be conscientious about, you know, not being too visible, you know, with respect to agencies, you know, that there, this is something that's kind of like has to be kept on the down low for that reason. That is not to suggest that, it, you know, it is no reflection on its value. It's a reflection on the potential it has to be able to alter health care beyond recognition. Okay, I understand. Um, so in your guys' company, what's your, you do another project or is, I bring this question is because I want to bring you guys to a place where we can understand where you're going next or what technology is out there with the, um, with the plates or, or something in that area. Well, I, I think basically 
you have a pretty fixed business plan at the end of the day. I think that really what it comes down to is this was way, way out in front of anything else. There are very few things in terms of overall impact. There are very, very few things on the planet that, that have the same level. It just it's, it really is that dramatic. It may sound um, you know a little bit of, a little bit of hyperbole, but it, it really does come down to that. You know, we're all, we were already where a lot of people are going to be arriving at within the next decade, is my prediction. I think within probably 10 to 15 years, you're going to see major alterations to healthcare in in the United States because there's just a demand for it. There's no other way to put it. You know that there are people who are becoming more and more aware, and uh, purple plates will be there for them. You know, they are the leading, in my opinion, in terms of any real devices to speak of. You know, you have things like the uh, light ray and the Tesla Ray Balls, you know, the right machines. These things are based on very sound science, despite what people may say. A lot of it comes down to not having the multi multidisciplinary instincts to recognize where the parallels exist. So to answer your question as best I can, Aaron, I don't expect there's going to be a lot of diversification aside from maybe the types of uh, products that are available, but they will all be utilizing the Purple Plates technology. Okay, and what metals um, are in the plates? Is it aluminium? Is it is it copper? Zinc? No, we don't. There, it's pretty much straightforward. It's a type of aluminum. It's sixty sixty one aluminum that's used because it's the optimal in terms of the uh, the, the matrix that's that's in it. You know, it's optimal in terms of uh, um, rearrangement factor. You know, being able to change, alter the structure. Um, there are other metals that are available, certain products, there's copper, there's silver, there's some gold, but by and large, most of it's aluminum. The plates themselves are aluminum. They're usually, if they're going to be in conjunction with one of the other metals, uh, it would be on something like a bracelet or a necklace or so forth. I see. James, we're slowly coming to um, end of time. I'm wondering if there's one piece of advice or one, or something that you would like to give to the audience, um, what would that be? Well, we always say, because of the fact that it sometimes takes time to be able to reestablish a um, closer to normal response on the part of you know, the immune system or anyone who has had a state of disease varying degrees for quite some time, be patient. You know, it sometimes doesn't happen instantaneously. There are people certainly that have such a high degree of sensitivity and are able to perceive these, as I say, uh, changes in field structure that they're, they're immediately aware of it, but there are also people that just, it's like, what is it doing? I don't feel anything. It takes a little time, and all I can say is, is that knowing as I do so much about the process, it is going to be of some benefit no matter what. It may not be of as much benefit as to someone else, but you, it, it can only help is what I would say. And it is your friend. I know that sounds cheesy, but a lot of people become very, very attached to their plates just by virtue of touching them. They have very rapid heat transfers, so you know there's, they, they stay cool a lot of the time. You know, If you hold it for a long period of time, it's going to be hotter. But my point being is there is a certain unique feel to the plates and I think that's reflective of you know the relationship that some people form with them you know that there is a real sense of preciousness to them wow that's a fascinating uh, advice how can we find you and your company and your product it's um, purpleplates.com and uh, the web page is, is always available if you have any questions please don't hesitate 
to contact us at, at that site. There is an info at purpleplates.com email address. And as much as we can, we'll try to answer your questions. Usually most people who do uh, present them are satisfied with the answers. That is excellent. Uh, James, thank you for taking your time out of your day to come on and educate us a bit about the plates and the ideas and everything that resolves around purple plates. So thank you for coming on to the show. Again, may I say it's my pleasure, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out sansiche.com. That's S-A-N-C-I-T dot com. Join Sansiche Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on.